Hi guys, this is Ashley. And this is Levi. And this is the Never Been Seen Podcast. Today is Sunday, May 10th, 2020. This is 7.07 p.m. when we're recording this. Now, before we get started with our podcast, we want to give a quick little shout out to our dear friend, Josmar Olivares, who created and composed this original song that you're currently hearing right now in the background. Um, he wanted to help us out and support our show through his talent and craft. So we want to give him a quick little shout out. Um, you can find all of his original pieces on his SoundCloud, uh, which is soundcloud.com slash Josmar Olivares. And he also has a dedicated music Instagram account. And that account is Joe's Olives. So J-O-Z-O-L-I-V-E-S, Joe's Olives. And I'd like to give another shout out to Cinnamon, our cat, who uh, you might hear throughout this episode because she currently <laughs> lost her best friend, the grasshopper, around here somewhere. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, grasshopper. So yeah, if you hear a cat, that would be her. Yeah, she was about to jump off the fridge and give up everything for this grasshopper. Yep. Yep. So, uh... Today's episode is actually a pretty special episode. Um, it's our third episode, and we're doing our first animated movie, mm-hmm. uh, 1982's The Secret of Nim. Um, so I'll, I'll hand it over to Ashley here so she can give uh, <laughs> first thoughts and, and notes. Um, okay, so let me ask you really quickly. Is this a movie that you enjoyed watching growing up? I saw it like once or twice. Okay. I'll, I'll be honest, but it's one of those where it's like, didn't stick out to me. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I obviously, as you know, had a hard time kind of thinking of what I was going to say or write down for this podcast. Just because I used to have this like preconceived notion in my head that you can't harp on children's movies just because they're supposed to be meant for children and you can't nitpick kids movies and things like that you know because you're not the audience that's supposed to be watching this movie um and as i've grown older i know that's not necessarily true like a couple of months ago when we got disney plus levi and i saw cinderella and levi had plenty to say about the movie and i'm not saying his opinions were wrong they were really valid But I was still of the mindset of like, no, I will take this movie to the grave for me. I love, with me, I love Cinderella. I love it so much. And I see its flaws, I do, but I love the movie. And I don't know if it's because I grew up with that movie. I had it on VHS and I wore that tape out because I just saw it so much. Um, I don't. I don't know if it's just, you know, because it's a Disney, a Disney classic or whatever, but that movie does stand out to me. And so that's why I'm like, nope, 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 don't care about your opinion. I love Cinderella, and I will never not love Cinderella. The Secret of Nim is not the same. <laughs> I, I think I was forcing myself as I was watching this to like it because, again, it's a children's movie it's an animated movie and i'm like no no it's disney right it's disney no no it's not oh it's not disney no oh well okay then we'll get into that too but it's just a a children's movie so 
I was kind of forcing myself to try and like it. And not that it's an unenjoyable movie. It's just, I'm indifferent about it, I guess. Um, the two things that I will say is that it had amazing, beautiful animation. And even directing, I'll say, it, it, the animation was beautifully done in this movie. And it had really great voice actors. Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, except, uh, I, I mean, I grew up with his voice mm-hmm. throughout the 90s and, and, you know, and just through rewatching a lot of the films that he, he's voiced in and even his acting. But Dom DeLuise as the crow, he's, there, there are times I feel like they just told him, go ahead and rift, go ahead and just say whatever, we'll animate it. And he, he feels overpowering in certain scenes. Yeah. Like his character, uh, what was it, Jeremy? Jeremy, yes. Je- Shout out to Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you for watching and, I mean, listening. Thank you for watching. Okay. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just felt like his, uh, he's dominating. And Hello, Cinnamon. That would be the sound of our cat entering our podcast area. Yeah. The third host of this show. He <laughs> doesn't host whatsoever. Um, But... One thing um, I was just going to ask, because I felt this way when watching the film, is like how disjointed things feel. Like we're going from, it feels like there are times like it'll just straight up cut to black, cut mm-hmm. back in. And it just feels like, was this made for TV or was this made, you know, was this at the theatrical release? And yes. it was a theatrical release, but there are times where I'm just like, okay, we're starting a whole new story here within this story. Mm-hmm. So we're starting a whole new chapter in characters who who were off doing something else, they know about what's going on currently. And I'm just like, what in the hell is going on here? Yeah. I, well, it's like, um, if we want to talk about the ending at the very beginning of the podcast, I don't know how long this episode's going to be, but going back to the, to the crow, Jeremy, it's like you were talking about, where was he at the end of the movie where they were trying to get this cinder block out of the mud? Yeah. He wasn't there for the most climactic moment of this entire movie. He was there throughout the whole movie, but not for the climax, where he could have helped out. And then he comes out at the end of the movie like, oh, I have the strings that you wanted. Yeah. No, no, no. Even more than that, let's just go back to the beginning of this film. We get Miss Brisby, who's like, my kid's got, you know, he's really sick, he's really sick. So this other mouse is like, well, here. Here, just leave and take this and give it to him. And she's like, but, you know, we have to move soon. And he's like, well, you can't move. And it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just going to come out and say it. Everybody treats Miss Brisby in this movie like shit. Everybody except Polly, like, two characters treat her like shit. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> everyone's such if, an asshole. If you wanted to defend Mr. Ages, I guess you could say that he didn't expect... The moving day to come so soon because the farmer, the moving day is where all of the rats have to move from their homes and move to their summer homes because the farmer is going to plow all no, of the mice, the mice, the mice, because the mice. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They're they're mice. They're not rats. They're mice. All of the the barn mice and the field mice have to move to their summer homes because the farmer is going to come and plow through all of that land. And they're like, okay, the snow just melted, so we're going to have to move soon. But then in the movie, it's like, nope, snow melted. The next day, it's time to plant our crops. 
Yeah. Well, the, it's just, there's like, you have that plot, right? Mm-hmm. So then, Farmer comes, and then you have <laughs> Aunt True, who's just so over the top. And then, the, tra- the farmer's driving his tractor, the mom goes to save it, and I'm like, man, the, you know, Miss Brisby's hard. She's hard as fuck. You know, she's going to save her kid. She loves her babies. Yeah. Her babies. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she goes to save her kids. And then Aunt Shu shows up and saves the day instead of Miss Brisby. And I'm like, why was... Okay, I, I don't understand why Aunt Shu gives a crap right now. So then Miss Brisby's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know, uh, they're going to get the tractor up and run, running in no time. How do I, you know, how do I save my kid? And then, um, who, who does, who does she go to talk to? So she, that she gets sent on the adventure to meet the great owl. Isn't it Aunt Shrew? Who tells her? Yeah, it's Aunt Shrew because oh. she gives her a stern talk that she's going to have to buck up and pretty much like figure out another plan because the kid can't move. Yeah, but does the aunt know about the great owl? Yeah, but it's one of those like, their conversations happening in the background is Nicodemus is looking through a magic. Oh, you're right. They were walking. There's magic in this yes. movie, ladies and gentlemen. You're right. They were, yes. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was aunt, the aunt who told um, Mrs. Brisby to go find this magical owl. And Jeremy helps her along in her journey, go find the owl. And that's where they send her on another journey. Yeah. To go find the leader of the rats. Nicodemus. Nicodemus. So she goes, visits the great owl, who is this great owl who's supposed to be great. We never <laughs> find out why he's great, but he's great because yeah. he's old. Old and intelligent. And covered in cobwebs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but was he was he at Nim? It's never said if the owl's at Nim. No, it's never said. I don't I don't think they are because it did look like they were still in the woods. But um this whole if if you don't know what Nim means by this point, it's the National Institute of Mental Health. So they go meet Nicodemus, or they go to meet him. And Miss Brisby gets beat up by a rat at this point, remember? Oh, yeah. Uh, Poor Miss Brisby. And then Mr. Ages gives her more crap. And then she's like, well, now I talked to the Great Isle, and that gets her a free pass through the whole place. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we find out her husband was super important. Yeah, she, she I don't know, I mean, I don't know how many years they Jonathan were married, Brisby. right? But apparently her husband, Jonathan Brisby, was such an important man when it came to, to Nim and... The rat community and she had no clue see and this is where i had a problem so it's like the rats never have to move when like you and i'm just because people haven't watched the movie or don't know the plot the rats live separately than the field mice the rabbits yes. and everyone that live out in in the the, the farmland because the, the, they live in a rose bush yes the rats live in a rose <laughs> i'm that sorry has an underwater elevator <laughs> i had to step back <laughs> just examine <laughs> like i'm talking so passionately about rats living in rose bushes yeah <laughs> anyways these rats live in a rose bush they have also if people have never seen this movie they are lost we were lost they are lost so i was lost and we were watching that movie a while ago <laughs> yeah so the rats the, the the mice live in the field the rats live in a rose bush but you go underground Right? Yeah. You go underground and they have this super modern world that runs on electricity underground. And 
because of who Mrs. Brisby's husband is that gets her a free pass into this underground world. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. It's like, so we meet the villain of the story. What was it, Jenner? Yeah, it was Jenner. I think his name's Jenner. I don't know. All the names started with a J. Yeah, it's Jenner. And we meet um, Justin, or I'm going to call him Sir Justin because he was oh, a knight. Oh, yes. He was so nice to Miss Brisby. One of the few. Other than her kids, the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Other than Nicodemus. But, you know, we meet Justin, we meet Jenner. And then, you know, there's this whole argument, like in a parliament type setting, talking about either do we move or do we stay here, you know. And it's one of those, are going back and forth. And then everyone's like, oh, well, her husband was Jonathan. Her husband was Jonathan. And, you know, you get the sense of, like, how great Jonathan is. So then, you know, we move a little bit forward. There's just some other subplots that are going on that really kind of... They pay off at the end, but I didn't even think they were that important. But so then we meet Nicodemus, who then tells her, it's like, yeah, your husband was one of 11 mice. Mm-hmm. Or nine mice. And then, you know, we were part of a, 12, uh, a group of 12 rats. And they all got experiment on in some brutal experiments at yeah, NIM. They, yeah, they were in NIM and they were injected with, you know, all of these chemicals and stuff. Which actually had a really cool animated sequence with, mm-hmm. you know, the DNA strands. Yeah, that was really neat. Um, and, and then as an effect of these injections, the mice became intelligent. And they learned how to escape from their cages. So then they escaped. Oh, but hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. The rats escaped and the mice escaped, but only two mice survived. They made yes. a big point about this. I was about to say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, the rats and the mice escaped through some air vent on the ground, but all of them, or all but two mice get sucked up by the air vent and are presumed dead, I guess. And one of the mice that survives is Mr. Jonathan Brigsby, and he is small enough to crawl through... And a little hole in the exit, and he releases all of the the rats and the mice. And that's why he's so important. And that's why everybody, well, not everybody, but Miss Brigsby gets a pass and is allowed to enter into the rat's lair. But it's funny, because right, right at the beginning of this movie, right when the movie starts, if and if you're not paying attention or you can't hear it very well, this is when you find out Jonathan dies. Because mm-hmm. he's writing his book, Jonathan Dies Today. But it's one of those, like, it only goes on for maybe, like, 30 seconds. And if you missed it, you missed, like, you never hear Jonathan speak. You just see him in that one flashback. Mm-hmm. And he never told his wife that he was somebody important. No, or that, yeah, that he was somebody important and had all of these dangerous duties that he was going to partake in. He yeah. died because he tried to poison the farm cat dragon dragon who ended up killing him yeah which miss ends up which miss brisby ends up doing anyway yeah which miss brisby then ends up doing because if they want this master plan to work and they want to be able to move in time for the for the farmers to come and plow the land then they have to poison the cat so the cat doesn't eat them so to everyone still following us by this point, oh, if you haven't fallen asleep or no dead one. by now. Oh my god! <laughs> you now you don't know how convoluted this is because the big plan is to move Miss Brisby's house, and then Jenner, 
who we just met five seconds before, has his plan to kill Nicodemus so they don't have to move from the rose, the, the rose bush, because these are all plots going on simultaneously. Well, to make a, a, a very long story, just long, um, Miss Brigsby, or no, Brisby, ends up using the emblem that Nicodemus gave her. She has the power to move her house, and she moves her house next to a stone yeah. out of the way. After Jenner kills Nicodemus and fights just Sir Justin, Sir Justin, after he fights Sir Justin in a sword fight, he gets stabbed in the back with a throwing knife. <laughs> I'm already confused again. Like, I've already forgotten the plot of this movie, and we just saw it. It was so confusing. But it's one of those where you can tell this is based off a book. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much going on. There's so many characters. There's so much plot. Yeah, I think you know? I think that is where it suffers. I mean, just like you were saying, they're trying to condense an entire book into a short little movie. Yeah. Because it was very short. And there's such a thing as putting too much into a movie and giving too much information at once. And it's not easy to digest what's going on. Yeah. Like, if I, if I was, you know, if, if, if we had to cut things, cut the whole Jeremy subplot, mm -hmm. the crow, cut him out. You know, yeah, you're going to lose your supposed comedy um, comedy aspect of the film, but cut him out. He's not doing anything, you know. And maybe he's important in the book. I've never read the book, but in this movie, they have too much going on. Yeah, it's an, it's an overload. Just like how we're overloading you guys by trying to explain this plot. That's... Which we should have never done. Instant regrets. <laughs> That's what the movie did to later. us. <laughs> How long have we been recording for? I don't even know. I don't know either. This thing doesn't give us the time. Um, and you know what? I I really wanted to like the movie. Mm -hmm. I really did. I wanted to like the movie because I thought you liked it. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. But it's like I said at the beginning, I was forcing myself to like this movie and stressing myself out in the process. And it's just not a very memorable or notable movie that sticks out in animation history. Well, I mean, one thing about Secret Nymph is it's become a cult classic. Okay. But I think it's just one of those where it's like... <sighs> is that why we watched this? Because I said... That we're gonna watch called. Well, no, classics. because it was a big. It, it's it's a bit. It's one of those big like everybody probably saw it either somewhere on cable or they rented on VHS. Mm -hmm. This became a, a big film on VHS. Theatrical release, not that big of a hit. I mean, it made money, it made back its money, but this thing was huge during the VHS era. I will say it was fun. Well, I guess we'll. Do you want to get into the? The fun facts about this movie? Oh, there's a lot of fun facts. Well, one of them is that about the animator who worked for Disney. Don Blue. Don, yeah, yes. Who directed it. Who directed it. And then, I mean, well, yeah, worked for Disney and then directed this film. And you can see where his animation comes through. All of the rats and the mice look like they're from Cinderella or Robin Hood. Now, they're straight up from Robin Hood. And he was also involved in Robin Hood. They are so. also in Cinderella. <laughs> So let's not. Okay. No, straight up, Robin. They are also from Cinderella. Do you want to fight me? <laughs> I will pull up a picture of Gus Gus. 
I'm telling you, it's from Robin Hood. <laughs> They're from... Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Here we go. Tell me. Come on. Look at Gus Gus. Look at them. They're the same. They're the same. Yeah. Okay. Um... Also, the rabbits that looked like Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Who else? Just... And he was in all of these. He was, he was yeah. involved in a lot of the stuff. Even, like, the special effects that yeah. would come out. Um, I can't name all the Disney movies, but you can see those elements in The Secret of Nim. Yeah. And, it, and it's one of those where it's like... You know, this is a movie for both adults and kids. There's a lot of adult themes. You know, you're dealing with some... Um, some heavy duty imagery too, you know, but <laughs> this movie is so disjointed and I get no, here's another thing I was going to say. It's like, I get no sense of passage of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how long everything's taking place. And I have a hard time with that when I watch a movie. It's like, the same thing we had the problem with Godzilla and Twister. I have no sense of what, this could have all happened in a day. Mm-hmm. You know? They're making it seem like days are going by, and this is all happening in one day or two days. So, but, you know, going going back to this film, like, what people have to understand is, like, Don Bluth is a big part of a lot of our childhoods. You know, like, Land Before Time. Uh, an American Tale. You know? Um, all Dogs Go to Heaven. These were all big, not Disney films of the 90s, you know, and every, everybody was probably watching them at one time or another, or you probably saw them in school, mm-hmm. you know, American Tale, Five Will Goes West. I know he wasn't involved in that one, but started off, that series started off with him, you know, and saw a bunch of those movies growing up. It's okay. We can say this movie's a doo-doo. I, I just said that I'm indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm indifferent. I don't wouldn't want to upset the stands. The secret of Nim stands. Oh. Like they're listening to this podcast right now, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Dad. My dad likes this one. I'm oh, sorry, Dad. No. No, I don't give a crap. This movie sucks. <laughs> I retract my previous statements. <laughs> nah. Nah. I've told him before. Look. I mean, think about it. He did The Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's seen Land Before Time. And probably one or maybe three various sequels. That movie has a lot of sequels. Even I've seen Land Before Time. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean I care to watch them growing up. Uh. <laughs> well, I think what we need to do after recording this is go watch Cinderella. No, we need to go take a long shower to wash off all the filth from this movie. And then watch Cinderella. No. 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 You really want to watch Cinderella, don't you? It's just it used to be so hard to find anywhere to watch it. It's too expensive to buy. And then Disney Plus came out and I can watch it whenever I want. Are you doing a promo for Disney Plus right now? (laughs) No, we're not sponsored. Hi, guys. We'd like to thank our very first sponsor, Disney Plus. Use promo code never been seen to get nothing. To get jack shit. Look, you're going to go give Disney any money they want. All of you. You all know that you're going to go do it. Okay, so this is the end of the podcast. 
and you know, and we did this one. We're doing this on a Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. we still have another episode that's gonna come out in like three days. Yeah, to meet gonna, our our uh, weekly deadline. Yeah, we're trying for every Wednesday. This one, I guess we can say it was just a little bonus episode because we want to apologize from the bottom of our hearts for putting you through that Godzilla podcast. Look. Our episode, I mean. If you saw that movie in theaters like I did, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> the people who were involved in that movie know what they did. <laughs> you know what you did. But yes, I deeply apologize to everyone. Thank you. Especially my mom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I'm not apologizing to my dad about Secret of Nim. Yeah, me either. <laughs> okay, well, I, I think this is where we're going this to end is where this we're episode. End this? Yeah, this is where we're, we're finally going to end this. Oh, I'm going to have so much fun editing this later. Hey, okay, my name is Ashley. And my name is Levi. And this has been the Never Been Seen Podcast. <laughs>